Champagne Soccer, the most beautifulest and the most elegant podcast in the world dedicated to the beautiful game of soccer. We were off last week. It was my fault. I was body popping in Baltimore to 50 Cent. I'm sorry, guys. That's Cletus's third home. You know, if you know, you know. Even Anthony, he's had legendary moments in Baltimore. I'll never forget when him and the homies went to see future DS2 in Baltimore. Hey, man. So how y'all brothers doing? The rest of the guys will be here in a few minutes. But Anthony... If you had to say your number one concert moment of all time, would it be that concert that you saw Future in Baltimore? Or do you have another one? Actually, Future was number one for a while, but number two would have to be when I went to Trelectro. Um, I think it was somewhere in the DMV. It was in somewhere in the area, DC, Maryland, whatever. But Playboy Cardi was there. At wild time, <clears throat> got a little lit. I want to say, as my one of my cousins like to say, called Uncle Earl, threw up before the show, got too lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got wild, lost my glasses, was in there blind. I'm being real candid with y'all. I was blind, couldn't see nothing. But end up getting to the front row when Playboy Carter was up there. Flatbed freestyle came on, and I really was like, yo, I felt like Daredevil. I could see the I could see the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I can see like, oh, oh my gosh, like it's this is real. This is this is a performance right now. It's going on. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, and so even without my eyesight, I still could feel the performance. That drone was tight. So nah, that's crazy. Like, that was the yeah. That's tight. Were you were you still in was, was there sweat? too? Oh yeah, Sizzle was there too. And I went, I went and sat, I went and sat back. Like after a while, like I had to be like, all right, like I can't see. I, I, every the people I was with, I was like, yo, y'all have fun. I'm gonna just sit back here as a blind man and listen to this voice, this beautiful voice. And Sizzle was like swooning me from the nosebleeds, wherever, wherever I was hiding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Whoa. a little kid. Like, hey man, couldn't see. Hey, hey, I'm when I say I couldn't see. I couldn't see, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm yeah, you gotta get crazy, out of harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when and just hearing scissor, like your senses really do get activated when something gets taken away. So yeah, I'm hearing I thought I was hearing an angel. So I gotta say that that whole experience was tight. Um, that's uh, yeah. that's legendary for sure. And <laughs> on top of that, you're seeing two artists in their iconic phases, like you're seeing yeah. Control Scissor and Dilip mm -hmm. Playboy Cardi. So that's dope. Yeah. That's why I also yeah. mentioned you saw DS2 Future. You seeing brothers yeah. at their peak, <laughs> at their yeah. highest powers. So that's yeah, tight. It was hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. For sure. Claytis, if you had to say your favorite, uh, your number one concert experience of all time, what would it be? A little bit difficult to choose, but I might still go with that 2014 homecoming uh, concert. Migos, um, K Camp, who else was there? Uh, uh was, was Juicy J there? Nah, that thing that was a future. Mm. The future joint too, but the whole situation with that was geek. But yeah, I got kicked out that concert. That's another story for another day. Yeah, but it's between that and then the future uh, concert for my birthday. Yeah, that one was that one was epic. That's what's up. Yeah, for me, I would say number one is uh man, number one might be Yeezus. 
2013 seeing that show in uh dc and number two might be 2017 rolling loud got to see uh kendrick perform damn travis was there future of course after future and hendrix came out uh got to see chief keith gucci 21 yadi it was a lot wayne little wayne got to see that you know, shout out to Little Wayne tomorrow's his 41st birthday, you know. But uh let's let's get into some football, you know, or soccer, if you will. We are Americans. <laughs> and I got a new I got a new rating I'm testing out, guys. Let me know what you guys think about it. The fellas don't even know how it fully works all the way. I gave them a little teaser before we started recording, but uh it's what I like to call champagne ratings. Instead of always talking about what our teams did. We got to talk about how did they do it? Was it executed properly? What was the goal of the week? And we know, all know some teams, their goals is, are to win things like Manchester City. Some people are just there to act like we're trying to do something, but we misbehaving like Arsenal. And then we'll get to Chelsea because I, I know Claytis, he he doesn't have time for them, but he is also a Bayern fan, so he can enjoy that. So let's start with the world well, future world champions, Manchester City. You guys had a nice result on Saturday. It was basically over after the first half. Um, If you had to give yourself, your team, Anthony, a champagne score for the match, what would you give it? Out of 10, if you will. Man, we starting this new segment. Hot. Thanks, Dan, <laughs> for this. Sorry, y'all. Gotta be biased. It was a 10 out of 10, baby. Even with the choking hands, I gotta tell you that that was a part of the tactic, too, was showing some gumption, you know? Um, I know we're gonna lead into this eventually in, in this episode, talking about a uh, tactical play around uh, the world of the sport. Um, but Pep is already incorporating uh, uh, what is it? Positional, um, What's going on in Brazil? That yeah, that the, style. they uh, call it either relationism or functional play. Exactly, that's what I'm doing. So the relational play between uh, the players on Manchester City. Some we can talk about the basis of total football. Think of that, but now it's it's smart. It's sex. It's in sections, and so the way Rodri, Phil Foden, and Alvarez were rotating from side to side in the midfield of the, the middle in the midfield going from left to right they were maintaining possession in ways that wasn't as uh static as it used to be like okay you got to be in this lane uh Gundogan you you're in this lane so when the ball is trailing you're able to get that goal now nah, it was it was we're working a ladder and we're gonna move the ball do 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 three of us bunched up in the on the left wing and we're going to move it that way or we're going to be bunched up on the right wing and we're going to move it that way or we're bunched up in the middle and we're pushing it forward. And that was beautiful. So beautiful that our new player, uh, Nunez, moved in and showed why Calvin Phillips is on the bench. It may not – he only started because Rodri was on his new nickname, Latrell Sprewell, and <laughs> yeah. gave uh, Calvin Phillips a chance. But Nunez did a – this is probably my goal of the week. Uh, the Nunez received the ball off a turnover or something, maybe saying start off wrong, but he passed it. I believe the Foden 
and then he acted like he wanted it back, but then he did a dummy step over, knowing that some Manchester City teammate would be right behind him that he he just start practicing with, and then they passed it to him while he, he moved, I guess, towards the corner of the box, and then did a, a cross into Holland. It was crazy. It was like, yo, this is like movement that a uh somebody in the team like De Bruyne would make. And so seeing that was crazy. It was amazing. It was it was it's real champagne, real champagne. And uh yeah, man. But sure, and the first goal, uh Foden's goal, you know, created by Kyle Walker, that's a city classic, the cutback goal. You go to the byline, cut it back. It was a fast, like I was joking with you, The every time people were trying to pass the ball to Holland, it's like they put so much pace on the ball. It's like, hey, man, they wanted that brother to work hard to stop that ball. But it was like the same velocity Kyle Walker had on that cross. Foden was able to get under it and score the goal. But, yeah, I feel you. When you look at how um, Pep continues to talk about Jeremy Doku and how he appreciates his pace, his skill, you look at how the game was over <laughs> after 15 minutes. It was 2-0. Like you mentioned, Rodri got a red card at the beginning of the second half. But Nottingham Forest didn't have a real clear chance until like the 93rd, 94th minute. They were terrible in attack. So you giving your team a champagne score of 10, hey, that makes sense. Now, you mentioned a little bit about the tactics. Um, we'll get into that some more. Um what did you feel about, how did you feel about Foden? You know, one of the hallmarks of uh, Fernando Denise's style of play is the right winger coming across to go centrally into the left flank to combine. And Denise, like you mentioned, he likes to create, I forgot the Portuguese term, but stairways in terms of creating diagonal and vertical paths of passing to create more dynamic movements, like you mentioned, instead of that always that static style of play that City was used to. Do you think Foden did a great job interpreting that role this weekend? Because this, to my knowledge, this is the first time I've seen him play this way, and he looked good. Yeah, Dan, you and I are, uh, you know, we've got our qualifications in the the waterboard. Uh, tactic tactic room you know so we we know that Foden may have lined up on the the left but he has played midfield in a match before you know regardless of what Southgate be talking about that has happened you know what I'm saying so Phil has played midfield in a big match talking about the Champions League final so him drifting from the winger uh, inverted winger on his left foot into the midfield to help facilitate with Alvarez is nothing but doing his normal normal duties because now he's probably we watched the video where somebody was like oh he has the uh I, I think it was us that called Kyle Walker his training wheels um because he's able to yeah like he, Kyle Walker's now the winger and so Kyle Walker has that duty yep. to to go forward but also he has the pace and and responsibility to come back that was probably an issue for like inverter winger Foden. Oh, you got to do this, but now we want you to be like the workhorse Jack Realist who comes back, who can't do half the offensive stuff you do. You know what I'm saying? So Foden now he can fully focus on 
his offensive capabilities. Yeah, he may have to track back, but his his mindset is now, oh, I got Kyle Walker back there. Let me help facilitate. You know what I'm saying? Let me help do this, this, and that. So that's his job. That's his that's his role now. It's almost they saying that the the ten role is dead. It may come back in this in this sort of form of play that there may be three number tens on the on the on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like just based off how they move. Because Alvarez, how, you saw how he was moving. Like he he seemed like a number ten. And so oh, who who that, did you that, say? Did, did you say Dennis Burkamp? Hey man, that's that's your that's your legend. Or yeah, Mar- yeah. Your people from your yeah, yeah. That, yeah Martin. Keon. I didn't say that. Martin Keown, Arsenal legend, said that, you know, Julian Alvarez reminds him of Dennis Bergkamp. But yeah, hey, man, I, I yeah, don't see, know. My brain my brain doesn't compute it just because of the way uh, Dennis Bergkamp played. D- uh, Julian <laughs> Alvarez is too fast. He's too twitchy. Hey, man. <laughs> I laugh when he said that comment. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I get it, though. Julian Alvarez is a graceful player. And shout out to Anthony earlier in this season. He did say outside of uh, De Bruyne, he felt that Julian Alvarez was the best playmaker on the team. So him playing as that number 10 second striker and performing well doesn't surprise Anthony. And I have to say, I'm feeling his style and I'm happy. Like I said to uh, Anthony on the weekend, you know, injuries suck, but it's kind of cool sometimes because you get to see people step up like Julian Alvarez, like Doku. Like even Matthias Nunes, that might have been a rotational or Kovacic was a little banged up. So, yeah, he, guys are taking advantage of the opportunities. And um, now we we had some fun. Let's 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 uh, dry it up a little bit. By the way, Marcus in the building, Jamar in the building. What's going on, guys? Have made it. We are back. Motherfuckers was out here seeing 50. Going G, 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 G unit. <laughs> Are we back? Yeah. For sure. When you <laughs> when you said motherfuckers going to see 50, I was like, hey man, you talking about uh the dolphins putting 50 on the Broncos head? I, I got confused for a second. My bad. Now that man. was 70. That was 70. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad. They beat him by 50, though. My bad. Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah they beat him by 50. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Guy Math trending on Twitter. If you know, you know. But uh, Jamar, how you living, man? I'm good, man. I really can't complain. Can't complain, man. I'm good. That's, that's what's up, man. Now, you good, but I don't think our brother Clay is because Chelsea gave him more nonsense. You know, they lost Ashton via 1-0. Milo Gusto, red card in the 58th minute. I don't understand what's going on with this with this uh with this team. Claytis, what would you be what would be your champagne rating for the match on what you saw, what they tried to execute? A C minus. Being generous. Okay, okay. Maybe a D plus a C minus, being generous. <laughs> what we try to be try to we try to create chances pretty fast, try to move the ball as fast as possible. But our main issue is that we don't have efficient individuals within those positions. We don't have a clear number 10 or individual that can like actually create passes or create a goal. We don't have anyone that can actually score a goal. Um, 
Sterling shows a lot of flashes. Uh, when Palmer came on, he had played this ball. Um, it was like a first-time ball where he kind of tried to hit over the first defender, put it right like right up into the middle uh, for Raheem to tap it in. And it's like it showed you flashes of like what they're used to playing like at Man City where you play that first ball up top or whatever, make that first run, boom, one-two. But within this team, we have no creativity. Um, a lot of young kids making silly mistakes. What's his name? Jackson has already collected five cards. So he's going to be missing a few games. I mean, Broja is going to be coming in, which he came on last game during Aston Villa. You know, he tried to do his thing, but he's just not coming off his injury. So, excuse me, he's been out for a whole year. And now we got to expect him to start scoring goals on the regular. It's, it's, it's a comedy show. Um, and then Gusto got the red card. So, you know, he's out for, what, three days? Yeah, three games. It's, it's, it's sad over here. All right, all right. Now, let, let's just... Connor Gallagher. Yeah, and you have uh you have Enzo playing number ten, missing setter sitters. I try to tell, hey man, hey shout out to Mike. Say I remember when Mike came on the pod, he was like a, hey I try to say I think he's a DM, and he said oh, no, I think he's more central number eight, and I was like okay, and you know he does wear number eight for you guys, so but yeah that number ten is he's lost up there, but. Yeah, but uh, let's cheer you up, man. Uh, Byron Munchen, they dropped seven on Buncham's head top, and then today they beat uh, Prebon Munster 4-0 in the DFB Polkow Cup. So in your last two games, you're 11-0 on aggregate. If you want to add in, you can talk about Byron and how y'all beat United. Do you think Tuchel is figuring out your team right now tactically? And by the way, I'm very impressed uh, with, uh, I don't know why, <laughs> I just said I'm very impressed, and then I drew a blank on my man's name. Uh, Conrad Limer, he's been playing very well, midfield, right back. I like his style. Yeah, yeah, Limer is currently the utility man, you know, playing all the above positions. And so far, he's doing good, but I'll be realistic. Maserari should be um, should be starting over him. Let's, let's just be realistic with that. Uh, but... As your as it relates to like your first question there, I'm not gonna say that Tucho has found what works, but you know because the team is the team and is still able to function, you know, still getting goals. The one thing I'll say is that Sane is is like Sane's a form. It's probably the best I've seen Sane probably since his Man City days. Him and Kane are starting to build that connection of you know the one two link up, trying to find each other in the space. Um, so it's, it's looking good. Again, the defense is still shaky because there's a lot of changes. Uh, he wants to play from the back at times. You know, we still play a hot line, so it's easy to kind of catch us. But we have a solid center back pairing with with Kim and Upa Makano. But, you know, I still feel like there's little issues in the team because Tucho is Tucho. And those like issues still like still are like spilling out and it's early in the season. But remember, this is FC Hollywood. So you got you got to keep in mind anything can happen. For sure. And uh, is it just me, guys, or does Thomas Tuchel's head top more white these days? I feel like that brother is stressed. Clay, what are y'all doing to him in Bavaria? Hey, man, you got to really win. You got to show that you actually a good football coach. You, it's not just, you know. 
living off of old things in it. All right, I hear that. And that's a nice segue because one brother is bouncing back in a big way. I'd say that's Jorgen Klopp. He's figured out this midfield for now. They beat uh, West Ham 3-1 on the weekend. And in their Europa League match, they beat LASK 3-1. They also beat Wolves 3-1. I mean, you guys are doing your thing, Marcus. If you had to give your team a champagne rating for the weekend based on the style of play, the execution of the tactics, and, of course, securing that victory, what would you give your team? First off, before we uh, foggy you this rating, Antonio, humble yourself, bro. Humble yourself. You going to finish over us? Bro, you only got four touches the whole game, bro. Humble yourself. You're not that guy. Not even the lead striker for your country. But that's another subject. Um, hey, he is. He is the leading striker for Jamaica. Take it easy, man. You know hey, he's a Jamaican now. Leon, Leon going to take your spot. Fuck out of here, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. My rating on the game, the lots game, that was a five out of ten um, because we looked shitty in the beginning. And it took for that halftime cussing out. I think I've been thinking uh, Jurgen been getting his pep on like this this uh, uh, during halftime because we've been coming out of a whole nother mode. But that game this weekend, I'm going to get that thing a seven because sir. Every game this season has been man of the match. That boy looking silky smooth and looking like a real number eight, man. That's all I got to say. I dig that. I dig that. And now, what is your thoughts on Alexis McAllister continuing to play that number six role? Oh, I hate this shit. I hate hate the role that McAllister is playing, and I think that's all due to Stefan not being healthy. Um, I think it goes to with Thiago not being healthy because there was a comment by Pep Lenders today for the League Cup game for us uh, tomorrow. He was saying how McAllister is a is a different version of Thiago, but he still but he doesn't give he doesn't have that same motor. And that, I thought that was funny for a 30 plus year old not to have the same motor as a 26, 27 year old, kind of weird to me, but I don't like that because we're playing two sixes and then they have they gotta they gotta pretty much play the role, play multiple roles in that. But the both of the boys got got legs and McAllister can't tackle. That's what I would say. He keep getting put out there for the late tackles, and he almost gave up a pen this week. I was over here praying to Allah that he did not get that pen in the box. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, one more comment, Clay. Why you send us these damage ass goods? Sixty five minutes in, Ryan gets hurt in the uh in the Europa Europa League match, man. I'm kind of confused what y'all got um, going grabbing on. Grabbing Birch, mm. um, direct all issues related to that boy to the guy named Brazo. You can find him at Oktoberfest. Hey, might see me soon, man. In the whole fit. <laughs> now, Jamar, your team. Real Madrid played in the Madrid Derby. Unfortunately, you guys lost 3-1. Carlo Ancelotti is dealing, or the team overall is dealing with injury issues. So Carlo Ancelotti tried to, 
you know, instead of starting Jocelyn, he put Belling Jude Bellingham in the front two with Rodrigo, Luka Modric as the number 10. He said he did it to try to get more uh, control of the midfield, but I don't understand that when you you already know Atletico Madrid is a counterattacking team and they don't really care about controlling the game. Um, what if you had to give your team a score, champagne score of on the weekend? What would you give your team? Uh, a two, and I'm being nice. I'd probably give them a one for real, for real. If you want me to keep it a bean, yeah. If you're just asking my score, yeah, yeah. one to two, one to two, yeah, from everything that I've seen. I saw that game from beginning to end. I was watching my Titans get their ass whooped, and then I turned to Real Madrid hoping that they would brighten my day, but then they dampened it even more. So you know how that go. Yeah, I used to hate when my teams would give me the double deuce. Sometimes it'll be the triple deuce when I cared about the Wizards back in the day. Oh my days! <laughs> hey, hey, what we got in Atlanta? We never get a clean sweep. Okay, two one team has to be a sacrifice, and most of the time I want it to be United. Oh <laughs> Not the Braves. Hey man, I need them hundred wins. <laughs> I I Ronald Acuna I MVP, but uh, <laughs> Jamar, let me ask you this, man. When you looked at the lineup, did you agree with Carlo or did you feel like Jocelyn no. started? I don't even got to finish, bro. That lineup was ass. We was just talking about that. You don't remember before the ring culture pod I was talking yeah, to you about yep. our yep. midfield. And what did I say? I said, we we never start Modric and Cruz no more together yeah, because they're past their prime. That. And I said our absolute best midfield overall is the youngins, Bellingham, Valverde, Kamavinga, and uh, Tuchimini. And so when he put those two, the two old heads in, we've never, we haven't done that once this season, have them both start. Like it's way better for either one of them to start or one of them to come off the bench. And, like, if you want to get control of the midfield, then why not have the free roam Bellingham in there to free roam around there? I know you got Tony and Cruz. Yeah, they can dictate the game. But just in case it don't go your way, Tony Cruz is not trucking back. And Kamavinga at that DM position is not nowhere near as good as AT. And Kamavinga's still a youngin', so he's still going to be making mistakes and all types of shit, which he did that game. Like, that, after that derby was like a perfect storm of everything, like, that's wrong with our club. Like the injuries, of course, Courtois. I, I felt like Kepa, if that was Courtois, one of those goals would have been saved. Maybe not all three, of I course, agree. but one of them. I think, I think one of them, the near post joint, yeah, I think he would have Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, Griezmann. yeah. The Griezmann yeah. goal, if that the was bar. Courtois, huh? Are, 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 you, are you having stress about... about- Hey, hey, hey. Kepa to keep it. No, 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 no. I never wanted Kepa. Look, look how he's talking. Like I was. Yeah, no, no, hey, 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 he hey, hear you the know, smile. You hey, hear you the you smile. My man, bro. You my man. So I'm I'm trying to, you know, reach bro, out. I never agree if bro, you need you to even... talk, relieve some stress, bro. I'm here for you. Nah, bro, because this I is know a loan. Gonna... This ain't I... this ain't permanent. Know, right? I just gotta I... deal with it for a year. And then right. Courtois right. back. I'm here. And the Belgian here. wall is back, so I don't gotta worry just, about that no more. If you need to pull up <laughs> gas and talk, bro, I'm here. Just just know <laughs> a year, right? It's gonna be hey, latest. Oh, don't you have Robert Sanchez as your goalie and his newer back? What's going on with you guys? Look, man, fine is cool. Okay. But what he's dealing with here is a different caliber. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it because 
and the games before, like especially like the games before this one, leading up to this one, our back line, they were playing well to the point where our goalkeepers didn't have to do too much. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to be really savers. Maybe a goal leaked in. I'll get to that later. But if a goal did leak in, the back line really stayed tight to the point where our goalkeepers didn't have to work too hard because we know we don't got Courtois back there no more. So we got to go ham. And like um, that lineup, just to go back to that lineup, it was just off. It was just so off putting Bellingham at the front. I know Hasuelu, if I said his name correctly, isn't a top tier striker, but how he plays the game is better suited for everybody else on the pitch because he's yeah, not going to clock shit up. Yeah, because he's a real striker. Yeah, exactly. Ain't that the so old was, head? That's the old yeah. head. Yeah, the yeah. old head. Yeah, on we, loan, we, on loan. Yeah, on loan. That we signed for as a backup is reassurance, but we never signed a striker. So that's another conversation. But anyway, like, so if you, even if you put a swallow there, keep Bellingham at the 10, like everything will move, move smoother. And Bellingham, he's not a striker. So he's not, he doesn't know where to be in front of goal. He, he come, how he scores his goals is generally like on some tail end. He's reading the play. Yeah, well. the late run in the box. Yeah. It's not a, oh, I'm in a striking position, feed me the rock. So it was just, yeah. it was just ugly. Like, it, so, the the whole team just didn't know what to do because that was the first time that lineup had ever been put on a pinch. And it's like for a big game, just go with what has worked to the season. Like our best lineup, we should well available to us because all these injuries, we should have put Asuelu, Rodrigo, either one of the old heads. Don't matter which one to me for real, for real. But in that case, probably Tony Cruz because he's better at switching to playing long balls. And then have AT because once we put AT in too many, that the defense got way better. Like he's been playing outstanding at the defensive midfield position, and you don't start him in this game. Like it just doesn't. Nothing made sense. And this is probably like the worst game I seen Alaba play in a Real Madrid shirt. Like he yes. was his communication. He was, was terrible. He's usually, yeah, he's usually he's our quarterback back there. Like when he's back there, I know at least niggas are gonna be. In this, in the right position, but he wasn't even in the right position. Yeah. He was getting frustrated in in the game, yelling like, at Rudiger when it was yeah, his fault, yelling at Rudiger and Kamavinga. Um, yeah. and then of uh, Fran Garcia, he looks nervous every game. He he just looks like he should be a backup instead of the starter because it just seems like the lights are too bright for him in a Real Madrid <laughs> shirt, like. And then Carver Hall is injured. Ooh, oh, who could have well, guessed that? Surprise, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So then we got to put Louis V back there. So it's yeah. just like, so it's just that whole game. Like that's why I say it was one or two. Even from Carlos tactics to the substitutions to how everybody was playing. Nobody, I can't think of one. The only person who had a good game was Tony. Everybody else, I don't remember them doing. Every I just remember bad things happening with everybody until the subs came in. But then the subs came in. He should have made those subs. Like at least a couple of them, he put should have put at in and like as soon as the second half started. Like I just don't get why he wasn't playing. But anyway, it was just a bad, it was just a bad game all around. So I'm just gonna. This is one of those games you just flush the tape, don't even look at it, and keep pushing to Wednesday because that shit was just ugly, bro. The show now. Welcome, Ephraim. How you living, man? All right, man. What's going on with y'all? How y'all doing? Uh, good, good. We just uh, given our champagne ratings the start. Um, I'll yeah. give I'll give mine real quick. Uh, Arsenal drew against their mortal enemy Tottenham two two. Jamar, you gave your team a two. I'm giving my team a zero. I don't give a damn if we drew. 
We gave him that game. Oh, <laughs> said zero. I'm, Jesus. Yeah, e money giving him a negative two, hey. and you got the villain, aka said, Young Saka, doing this. I said a zero, a zero. Ephraim, <laughs> Ephraim, I think you'll feel me on this. When you're playing in a derby against your hated enemy, and you guys are both up, and you give them chances to score. That's where I get frustrated. It's not like they outplayed us and they scored. It's, it's. See, this, this it might as well call the episode Clay's Garage Sale because Jorginho's dumbass gave them one goal, and then the other time I'm looking up the pitch, I'm seeing Kai Havertz coming in, running, twerking, getting yellow cards, losing the ball in ugly places. Foolish. That's a nice name, Dan, because fucking Marotta's bitch ass scored on us. Yeah. Oh, well, so he, he had, had a brace. Yeah. He had a brace. Oh, oh, he you know? scored twice on us. Yeah. yeah, he had yeah, a brace. yeah. It, was bar- it was barbecue chicken. And let a me Madrid, tell you something. Chelsea, Madrid, boy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Alvaro Marotta, I believed in that. Marotta's like number. Y'all know Marotta's like number two or something in Spain or something. Yeah, Marotta came from Madrid Academy. Yeah, yeah, Stop he is it. your child. He is your child, Jamar. But he is he your came son. From the no, 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 no. Well, he no, said no. Nah, he doesn't once, want to claim his once, son. Once are you blue face? Are you blue face? Brad, you once? Once we ship them off, we don't claim them no more. You breaded him. You raised them. Hey, hey, Brad. Now nah, look, if you don't wear that white shirt for an extended period of time and win trophies as a key cog. Bro, he was backing up. Yeah, he was a part of that trilogy. Yeah, that was smooth. But he was the backup. Okay, that's why he looked so smooth. He yeah, was he was. Big goals. He was. Yeah, it's the backup. He came in when 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 Benzema was tired. That's smooth. Yeah, you know. Hey, but, man, hey. him, and, him and Cristiano used to combine on one twos, man. He was so yeah. good. And then disappear. He he left Madrid and disappeared. And now he's coming back. And and that's why he was so excited. But that's why he was so excited to score against us. Yeah, he was body popping on y'all. Yeah, yeah. He was very (laughs) excited. He was celebrating for like five minutes. I was like, all right, nigga, get your bitch ass back, bro. We gotta play the game. Bitch ass. Because you guys are he's your child and you guys forsaken him, man. Who would you choose, Murata or Big Ben? I mean, well, it's easy. Uh, are we talking about? Are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's easy. I will take. I will take Big Ben right now, Al Halal over hey. over this Maratta. Smack. Oh. oh, all right, all right. Well, yeah, Arsenal zero. Shout out to Bukayo Saka for scoring, but yeah, you guys, so, this disgraceful, hey, man. So are we doing it? Is this like a collective? Like I missed three games, man. United was some shit, and like. All of them. So I mean, hey we, man, no, no, no. Just, just talk about today. Just talk about no, that. Just today. Oh, yeah. Oh. It, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. E, you don't nah, have to nah, 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 nah. If hey. I got to suffer, he got to suffer too. Hey, oh, that's man. fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, hey, look, that's fine. You know, I'm here for the lumps. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't back down. You as Dan, I don't back down from the lumps. So all right, let's let's start with some success though before you go to the stress because yeah, you lost. You lost the Bayern 4-3 in the Champions League, and then yeah. you follow that up with uh, beating Burnley with a Bruno Miracle goal. And then <laughs> yeah. you guys then you guys murked uh, Crystal Palace today. And I looked at the rosters, and I said, hey, man, you, it looked like y'all had more starters low-key than they did. But, hey, it's another story for another day. I know that y'all are the defended champs, so it makes sense you want to retain that trophy. Yeah, I mean, like, look, let's not let's not act like Pep and them didn't act like this was a big deal when he first got there because he did. So I've already pulled out the stats in another podcast about 
uh, city going for this. Yes, United seems this is, sees this as a a trophy to try to go and defend. So yes, you're right. There are going to be some bigger names, but there were also some 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 youngsters in there too. Valeri to start who played against uh, Burnley. He played again. Um, uh, Hannibal played again. Isn't um, Palestri only right winger available right now? Since I know, right? Brothers are in are in bondage. We got we got we got some issues on the right wing right now. So uh, uh, and we know Bruno can play over there too, even though that's not his best position. It seems like he plays better over there with his country. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole different story. Um, is it weird, E, or is it just they got way more talent than y'all? <laughs> Go on the uh, on Portuguese Portugal. national yeah, team. Yeah, 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 sure. I'll give you that. You can say, oh, uh, man for man, they probably have more. They have more talent. Absolutely. Um, I'm just saying he just he just plays a lot better over there uh, with his country for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, so celebrate the win, three nils. Uh, starting off the the uh, defense of the Carabao Cup, <laughs> the Energy Cup, as, as some of you guys like to call it. Uh, um, you know, with a win. So I'm happy with that, but uh, we still got some shit we got to take care of. And we're going to talk about something a little bit later that has to deal with United, but, uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but United got some issues they got to take care of internally. I, you know, kudos for the last two wins. Uh, we got Crystal Palace again this weekend. Uh, so hopefully they can turn up again, uh, with, with a nice squad and, and, and pull out another three, one nil win, three, one win or something like that. And, uh, Let's see if we can get some some road uh some wins on the road. I think we got four straight home games or something like that, three or four. So let's see if we can uh take advantage of that and um and do something. We 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 got a lot of work to do. I know I'm I'm rambling here, but I'm I'm really disappointed in what's going on right now. For sure. And uh get ready to play on Thursday with uh, me. Uh, hey, well. it's it's early, bro. It's early, <laughs> yeah, man. Take it it's easy. One game oh, out of six damn, of the yeah. Come on. <laughs> It's one game out of six in the Champions League. We ain't out of it yet. So, and and yeah. if it wasn't for like Onana's little mistake and and a couple mm. other ones, and that, and that like questionable handball. Let's be honest. I mean, like I don't think a lot any of us would like that kind of handball. Um, it might be a different story, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, down 0-1, uh, we lost one match in the Champions League. We got some more to go, um, and we'll see how it goes. So. For sure. And a shout out to Crystal Palace for playing their Ghanaian attacking midfield yeah. of Jordan Ayu, Jeffrey Schlupp, and Ras Saki. You guys were terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't need to ever see you boys wear that Black Star jersey again in my life, but I know Jordan Ayu will be there again. So, you know, I, I might have to. Well, that's another story for another day. We'll get we'll it. We'll play when, a coach one day. When AFCON starts, hey, hmm, all right, hey, keep playing with me, Ghana FA. Keep playing games. I'll expose you. I'm doing. I'm doing research on y'all. All All right, that's that's gonna be a champagne soccer expose. Don't worry about that. You want to go back home, right? You want to go back home, right? Yeah, I'm gonna delete. Hey, man, what did Doctor Umar say, guys? Some brothers gotta go to sleep for good. That's all I'm gonna say, man. Some people gotta go. They gotta go. But uh, but uh, just waiting to hear everybody in UK rap to start saying "lock in the wing" like Sancho. All right, hey man, as he was talking about it, I was seeing it pop up on the Twitter. Oh man, <laughs> now we've teased this a little bit. Each guy has given a great breakdown of what their team has been on recently, and they brought up the different styles of play, the different ideas their coaches have had. And I just wanted to 
get your thoughts, guys, on a couple tactical things that I've seen recently. And the biggest theme, I'll try to give one a week. So the biggest theme this week is that it looks like two striker systems are coming back in some form or fashion. I mentioned it earlier with Kevin De Bruyne being hurt. Julian Alvarez has been playing the number 10 kind of as a second striker behind Holland. You saw it this weekend if you watched Byron Munchen destroy Bochum. You had Chipumoting as the number 10 behind Harry Kane. And that allowed uh, Harry Kane, because Chipumoting is a true number nine, uh, if you guys recall on the weekend, Thierry Henry asked Harry Kane if he was frustrated that he didn't have the space to drop deep and dictate play. You saw because Chipumoting was there and he can play, he is a true number nine. Harry Kane was able to drop deep, dictate play, and he had two assists and a hat trick. So that was a great tactical plan by um, Tucho. Of course, it's Bochum. They're going to get relegated, but still. You know, just to keep your team fresh with new ideas, I think that was good. Arsenal tried to do it, but they did it with Eddie Nketiah at the nine, Gabriel Jesus on the left wing, and those boys were huffing goals. Oh, my goodness, terrible. It didn't work for us. We know Real Madrid has been doing it with Vinicius until he got hurt in Rodrigo. So how do you guys feel about two striker systems coming back potentially? Do you guys think, it's due to the great number nine not being there in some instances, or is it just another thing to keep teams off balance? Because like I mentioned, uh, Harry Kane and Holland were in it and they thrive and they're the two best strikers in the world. I'll go first. Oh, I'll let you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first to get my shit a little out the way. Um, I think it's a personnel thing, depending on who you got to play that type of system. Because I, I think for us, Madrid, we've always played a 4-3-3. I can't really remember us playing anything else since I'm a fan. Um, so I think if we had our choice, we would do a 4-3-3. If we, like, for instance, if we would have gotten Mbappe this summer, then we probably would be doing a 4-3-3 instead of doing what we're doing. But because we don't, like, we don't have a true number nine, we only the best option is to put. Well, we do have a number nine. He's just not nice for real, Hasuelu. But um, he like so we only have Rodrigo and Vinicius to play up top with Bellingham. That's like the best option for our attack for attacking right now consistently. But I feel like if we had like a like if Benzema never left, we would still be doing a four three three for sure. So I just think it's like kind of a personnel thing. But I I do think it's going to work for us down the line it just sucks that Vinny it got hurt so it put, kind of put a damper in the chemistry with it all and him learning where to be at and how to best attack it but again he's a young dude so I just think it can only make you better being uncomfortable being uncomfortable just makes people better in general so I just think it's going to work with us over time but traditionally once we get like if we get Mbappe or get a true number nine then we'll go back to the four three three. For sure. And hey, man, don't, come on, man. Show more love to Hosselu. He's another Real Madrid Academy kid, man. They don't I, love, I, I they actually, don't love the I, Academy I, kids over there. Oh, man. I actually like Hosselu, to be honest with you. I I'm, I'm, I think he should start more, especially now since Vinicius is there. I actually thought he should have started. But the thing yeah, is, man. he just don't drop the goals. Like, he, oh, he'll be in position. Um, he'll get the ball at his feet, 
but then he just won't always score. It'll go left, or he may not get there in time because he's older, or something like that will happen. So <laughs> hey, you man, give him time, man. Yeah, he's, man, what you mean he scored, had enough time? <laughs> he scored, I mean, to learn you guys. You know, he's oh, at a new oh, team. Oh, yeah, true, 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 last true, year true. at Last year at Espanol, he scored 16 goals in 34 appearances. That's very good because oh, Espanol okay. got relegated. I think, and of course, you guys are a more dynamic team, but I think he will be all right because so far in La Liga, I think he's played in six matches. He has two goals. So it's like, yeah. I think he'll be able, if he gets used to y'all style of play, because, you know, I don't think he plays in a front two that often. He's more used to being a sole striker, so. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. I mean, I I don't mind it, but it just seemed like Carlo just like I don't know. Maybe Carlo seen some shit on in practice where he like, yeah, nah, this nigga ain't it. Cause like he's only cause even when everybody was healthy, well, like when Vinny was healthy, he would barely even come on. He would come on on like the 80th minute or some shit. Like so, I I don't know, but I fuck with him because he's always in the right positions most of the time. He just gotta finish. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's just how I feel about it. For sure. Now. uh Anthony, you mentioned, like I said earlier, you saw Alvarez's playmaking ability and potential. Do you think playing in this kind of front two with Holland also gets the best out of Holland now that he has a partner to play off of? Yeah, I think it it opens Holland up for more uh, chances to attack. But Alvarez's style of play, he can get goals from outside the box. You know what I'm saying? Holland really don't be trying that. Alvarez know he has a shot to do that. Actually, who am I kidding? Wasn't his uh? Didn't he have a free kick? This or wasn't that uh last week? He just had. Yeah, a crazy I think it was last. Kick. Yeah, he did have a free kick banger recently. He, yeah, he had a crazy bender joint. That joint was insane. Yeah, yeah. that shit made no sense. It was and crazy. Then rem- Remember when I was talking about, like, hey, man, you know he's the most technical person in the starting lineup because he's taking the corners, too. <laughs> the corners, too, exactly. So, like, yeah, it opens Holland up, but I'm trying to tell y'all, Alvarez is is a different beast. He already got a World Cup helping Messi, and he's showing that he's a pivotal player. And Scored five goals in that World Cup. He was great. Yeah, he was ball- – come on, man. And so he, he may be opening Holland up to – allow him to drift into certain areas on the attack with and create, I guess, differences of center back mismatches and stuff. But Alvarez there, hey man, he a problem. He can shoot he can hey he got the shot. So yeah, he gonna find the pass and he also has a shot to spread him out. So it, he's it's that dual striker system, it if they complement each other well, it is dangerous no matter what team. So uh, that is it's cool seeing that. The show, Claytis, how do you think moving forward you can get continue to get the best out of Harry Kane? Because we know Thomas Muller is still Bayern's best number 10, but he kind of clashes with Harry Kane because they like to drop deep in similar areas. And I know you're not the biggest fan of Chipomoting, but if you were in that situation, what would you? What would your system be to get the best out of Harry Kane? Would you continue with Moting as the second striker, or would you try to tell Thomas Muller to try to be more aggressive, pressing forward, so Harry Kane could drop deep in those spaces? I'm gonna go with the latter. Um, 
because I feel like Mueller still offers more than Chupomotin does, whether, you know, if Mueller's playing the 10 role or a nine role, whether the case may be, he's still able to find ways to connect with the striker. Um, and another option we also have is um, playing Matias Tell behind Kane. So, again, Kane can always, you know, sit up top and continue. Hey, young man's been balling, by the way. Was the form? Automotive football manager recently. Yeah, smart move, smart move. Next Mbappe might be more late than next Mbappe, but yeah, you could definitely um play tell with um with Kane as a second striker because once again, you know, Kane likes to drop back, and tell is the type of person that could definitely sit with opportunity, or if he needs to be the one that drops back, he could do the same thing. So they're very much similar in play style, but I feel like. Um, Tell could definitely benefit from um, being a second striker to Kane. For sure. Now, Marcus, your team has uh, a lot of strikers. You got Nunes, you got Gakpo, you got Jota, even Salah has played up there. And uh, I think you guys have tried a front two before hey, last year. Hey, Marcus, uh, can I borrow a striker, bruh? <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You might, you can, you might borrow one if you let me get AT. No, 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 no. If we gave you AT, our team gonna crumble. Sorry, brother. I can't do that. How do you feel about this front two? Uh, you know, the rebirth of the front two, and do you think Liverpool could benefit from that occasionally? So I would say, um. We've really been running 4-3-3 and then 4-3-2-1. And in a sense, I guess that kind of gives that same effect because it's more like it's either Salah on the um on his side or to be Jata when he's in. And then they'll play that second striker role. And that high, that kind of that's what the reason to me why Nunes is getting all these chances is because there's somebody there to first drive the defender away and then he can go into that space. So I do like it for that aspect, but I don't think we have the midfielders to actually play it as opposed to other teams. City has two holding midfielders. Shit, Madrid got fucking three of them. Um, what is that? Our Arsenal? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you count Jorginho, but you got I mean, one. He is half. technically one, but he he stinks. Hey man. And then <laughs> and then Thomas Partey, man, that brother likes sitting down more than playing. So Bruh, is he is he going to jail this year? Is that why he moving like hey, this? Hey, whoa, hey, man. I don't I don't yeah, know, man. I, 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 the the man got him geek, bro. He he's 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 sprung or something. Hey, is it man. the wedding? Is it the wedding that's coming up? I don't know, man, but uh I know when he was messing with that uh Muslim lady, he was he was under that. He was under that potion. They were starting to call him Yakubu, but I, I think I think he's off that narcotic. I don't know, man. I'm confused. But to finish up, I would say, um, I think that it's all of the the two strikers is just evolving, evolving from last year. The box, the box. Everybody kept bringing their their uh, right back or left back into and forming that box. And you see, teams have got wise to that, so they're not allowing that. So therefore, as as, as it always, Tuco, uh, Pep, Deserbi, they're always looking for something new. So this, I think this is just just coming with it. And also think about it, Pep is one of the few people that has really went out and said, I want to bring back the, the striker. He got Holland, 
you see other teams trying to get their their own version of that. So it's just a copy me game, man. I think whoever is most successful, that's who's gonna get copied. But but Liverpool, we don't have the players to do it at this moment. That's what I would say about it. Ephraim, earlier in the season, you guys were playing Marcus Rashford at the number nine. It wasn't the best because like most left or like most wingers in general, inside forwards, he likes to have the space to dribble and cut inside on his strong foot to shoot. But when you guys play, I'm sure you notice it too, on counterattacking situations, he is the main outlet that he cuts inside centrally to try to drive the ball centrally. Do you think him and Hoisland could kind of form a partnership, or do you think that Rashford is always going to be a left winger and he won't ever be that central player that some people thought he would be? That's a great question. I think, I think that I don't know that they're ever going to try to do a two striker system with Rashford. That's a maybe with Martial and Hoyland. I don't know about Rashford and Hoyland. Uh, maybe they'll try it, but I, as we've seen, Rashford isn't really he doesn't really stand out when he's when he's number nine. Now on those counterattacks, like you said, they're counterattacks, right? So he can move around in the front three, any any one of those positions. He can move around up there. So yeah, he'll usually get hit to the, hit the center. A lot of times he's on the left hand side trying to get it, be an outlet uh, for a counterattack, um, and then cuts inside. But yeah, I I don't know. And kind of like Marcus said, like I don't know if we have the the clientele for that. We we don't necessarily have the people for that. Uh, you can't rely on Anthony Martial. He did score today. I give him that. But you nece- you can't necessarily rely on him to play ninety minutes and be that kind of an attacker. And plus, he's going to drop back a lot. You know, he's not going to be all the always up in the top, uh, in the in the uh, uh, final third. He's going to drop back, play a false nine, play some passes, link up play things like things like that. Uh, Rashford doesn't do that at all. So I don't know if we want do we want two people up at the top that are going to be doing the same pretty much the same exact thing with the way that a lot of the like Alvarez he he can drop into the midfield. He's he's he can play on the wing. He you know he can he can do all those things. He can he can help complement Holland in all those different ways because he can play in so many different positions. If you play Rashford and, and Hoyland, now let's we haven't seen all of Hoyland yet, right? Maybe Hoyland can drop back more. Maybe Hoyland can play more on the wing. Uh maybe, maybe more like a Harry Kane type of uh position. Um we don't know that yet. But as for now, I would say no, not with Rashford at least. If Martial was was uh, healthy and 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 we rely and we could rely on him, absolutely. I think that that could be a way we could play uh, with those two up top and, and Martial dropping uh, uh, back further to link up play a lot more. So, yeah, just not with Rashford though. Well, I, I don't. I think you can see from the guys in the chat as well. Like nobody believes in him in, as a number nine. So, um, wait and see when it comes to Hoyland. We'll see what happens though. But it looks like we're just, we're just doing a striker. And, and two wingers for now. For sure. Now, next week in the tactical breakdown, we'll talk more about Fernando Denise and this relationism or functional play because they are in the semifinal of the Copa Libertadores, which is the South American version of the Champions League. His club, Fluminense, plays Internacional tomorrow, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. If you have BN Sports, it'll be there. And then Thursday, Boca Juniors plays Palmeiras. Yeah, I'm watching Hendricks Club. Yeah, and Boca Juniors historic power. So, hey, man, the final four in the Copa Libertadores is turned. 
This is not an ad. I just want people to watch football because it exists outside of Europe too. And this is high level competition right here. So hey Dan, did you watch Palmero's last game with Grimmel, uh Suarez squad? <laughs> yeah. It was I a lot of fishy <laughs> things going on over there, bruh. All I'll say is South American football and African football has a lot of cooking in it. That's all I'm going to say, babe. <laughs> uh, I had to text my Brazilian homeboy like, bro, what's going yeah, on? Hey, babe. He sent me the question marks, bro. Yeah, man. By the way, shout out to Sao Paulo. They won their first trophy for the first time in 11 years or 10 plus years. Lucas Moore was breaking down. Shout out all the people that left Tottenham, got out the hell to go win, man. But uh, now that we were having a striker conversation, we might as well continue it. And because of Arsenal's struggles this weekend and Chelsea's, they're linking us, Claytis, to Ivan Tony, uh, the Brentford striker who is right now suspended for his gambling issues. You know, he is a guy that is very good at pressing. He's one of the highest in Europe at pressing. He has good work rate. He can hold the ball up. He can score. And the funny thing is, Jamar, I looked at Jose Lu's number one comparison on football reference. It was Ivan Tony. <laughs> so, uh, Cletus, would you want Ivan Tony to be the lead striker of your club? I could work with Tony. You know, he's put up great numbers time and time and again. Only issue is that who's going to be feeding him the ball? I don't know. I don't know. But I, w- I wouldn't mind having him as a striker. I think um, potentially him and the Cuckoo could definitely form a strong partnership. And he, you know, maybe might teach Jackson a few things about being a Premier League striker. But um, I have nothing against it. I just hope we don't get taxed and end up paying $90 million or, you know, or like $100 million just because just of, our track record of fuckery that we've been doing. Well, Cletus, you know, Brentford is a London club. We're London clubs. They're going to tax us. PL tax. He's British. That's another tax. You already know they're going to hit us up. That's why they're creating this bidding war right now. It's September 26. And they're already talking about him and going in January. So you already know the fix is in. Um, I like Ivan Tony. You know, his Premier League career started when Brentford upset Arsenal. And he said after the match on Twitter, nice kick about with the boys. He treated my club like it was a walkthrough. And, um, you know, since then, he's been doing his thing. We like to joke and call him Lancey Foe. You know, shout out to Lancey Foe. Back to the trap, one of my favorite projects of 2023. But uh, I don't know, man. I think for Arsenal, we need a killer number nine. And I don't know if I've seen enough from him, but Brentford is a team that, you know, it's not the same style of play as Arsenal. So I don't know if he can play the same way in a possession dominant team than how he is at Brentford. But salute to Thomas Frank. I like how he thinks tactically, but hey, I, don't, you, I don't know two, if he's the guy for us. Two things that Thomas Frank, did you see that brother the past weekend break down his tactics against big teams? The yeah, brother, he, yeah, mine he, is next. Yeah, he's a sicko. He's too next. <laughs> but to go to the Tony thing that you were saying, I think Tony would actually shine better at Arsenal because you got Tizar, you got Saka. 
I I look at Tony when he plays the ball headed homie. What is his name? Like Mukakbi or Mook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bruh shines because Tony just he get the header, play at the bruh, and then let him get the shots off. Like only time I see Tony really going for shots, trying to get goals, is when he one on one in the box. If it's a header situation, he trying to play it back to his homie. So I do understand what you're saying. Like he might not have that killer in him. But shit, he go to a top team and then they tell him score the goals instead of passing it to your fellas. We might see a different player. Also, he coming off a freaking dang on suspension of him betting. He got to dang on get his little England spot back because Harry Kane's still in, over there in uh, Germany doing his thing. Callum Wilson over here coming off the bench getting goals. So Tony, whatever club he goes to in January, he has to come on fire, in my opinion. I hear that. I hear that. Uh, I'll give y'all a little breakdown of what's going on outside of Europe. You guys can chime in if you have any thoughts. Just a quick rundown of what's happening outside of the Premier League. And, you know, Jamar, our La Liga correspondent, could help us out. Um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see Girona play, but uh, they're second in La Liga right now. They're doing their thing. I like, uh, there's this one player that's playing very well for them. I want to salute him. Yangrel Herrera, uh, Venezuelan international. He has three goals. He's their midfielder. The way he times his movement has been very impressive. Uh, Inter Milan and Manchester City are the only teams in the top five leagues in Europe with perfect records, no losses, no draws. And that's cool because, you know, they played against each other in the Champions League final. So it's nice to see those top teams still balling in. They murked their ops, AC Milan, in the Milan Derby. Uh, Leverkusen is doing their thing. They're second in the Bundesliga behind Bayern München. Stuttgart third place. Whoa, is it 2002, Cletus? Remember when Stuttgart used to be the shit? Yeah, man. I got to hit my man, Robert, <laughs> and see what's going on, man. <laughs> yeah, man, but... Uh, for short, but uh, the rumor today, Jamar, is that Xabi Alonso, y'all already cooking deals for him to be the next Real Madrid coach. Relax. Do you have any thoughts on that, Jamar? Absolutely, I have thoughts on that. Well, just to go back to the Girona point, um, hold on a second, give me, give me, give me a hot second. Hold on, hold on. man, right. to touch on that Bundesliga, bro. Glad back. What the fuck going on, man? Yeah. I'm watching games, and I cut that shit off 10 minutes in because it looks lost, okay? Yeah, they lost Marcus Taram, and now they have no reference point in attack. Bro, it looks terrible out there, yeah. bro. There's no pace on that pitch. <laughs> hey, but uh, were you impressed? I know you said you watched the match uh, this weekend when they played RB Leipzig. Were you impressed with what you saw from Kone? <laughs> RB Leipzig? Bruh, I'm not going to lie. They might be at the point where they got to break that shit down. Yeah, Omo is good. It's certain players that are solid, but at certain points of the game, they be having mental collapses. The homie with the dreads that plays uh, defender? Nah, bruh. You're not elite oh, like see that. Oh, Cam, see yeah. Cam. Yeah, He's yeah. not elite like that. They put him one-on-one, he got exposed. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan on that. Like, I don't know what's going on with them because I expected them to kind of like take take BVB spot. I mean, yeah, in the standards they are, but if you watch them, 
you kind of question like, will they be able to sustain it? The kind of the way we was feeling with Glad Bet last year, it's like, yeah, you get some early wins, but will you be able to sustain it? And play my boy Fabio, bro. Stop. We 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 put sent him on loan for a reason. Hey, he did play. He just didn't do nothing, man. <laughs> he started that match. He played like I didn't 60... even know. I didn't That's even what I was saying. I was like, yeah, you didn't see him. But uh <laughs> Jamar, Shabi Alonso, next Real Madrid manager. It's is it confirmed? Is it a lock? Hey, Brad, I would hope so. Because uh, like I've been saying before the season started, since the news with Carlo was official, him going to Brazil next season, it's two names, Julian and Chavi. Those are the two niggas. Julian is going to be coaching Germany. So the only nigga left is Chavi. And why not? He's been leading Bayern Leverkusen. They, what, they six wins and one draw right now. And like yeah. last year, he brought them back from the depths of hell to be respectable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it made like, him get in the Champions League or Europa League, yeah. Yeah, and he's a midfielder. He played at Madrid as well, was successful at Madrid. He played at Bayern Munich, was successful at Bayern Munich. Um, am I forgetting another high-end club that he played in? I know those two uh, for sure. Whoa, he played for Liverpool. Oh, oh okay, Liverpool whoa. too. This disrespect I, because he's right. actually about to come home. Fuck that <laughs> damn job. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I got crop. What are you talking about? Yeah. Why are you doing What are you doing? Yeah, damn, bro. Let him rock. Let him rock in the in the in the Bundesliga for three more years. Y'all bring back Zidane, and we we do the deal nah, like that, bro. Zidane, hey, Zidane is the type of nigga that. All right, how about this? Zidane once we get Mbappe, once we get Mbappe, and we and the team is already built. Then we can get uh, Zidane to make sure everybody's happy. Other than that, like hey, nah, we we gonna. I need Chavi. I want to see a, a tactician come here and get these young niggas right. You know what I'm saying? So nah, we need <laughs> Chavi because, like, if Carlo leaves, like, we need a top tier manager. I'm not going for no none none of that. And I know Chavi's nice, and it's we're gonna. Spooky. It's gonna be spooky but, if that happens. It's yeah, but it but here's the thing though, like, and I know we'll get it just in case Chabi does have like the team isn't playing well, they're gonna give him more time to like, all right, it's Chavi, let's give him a little bit more time. Whereas other managers like when Lopetegi came in this bitch, he ain't we wasn't getting no time. When Rafa Benitez came in this joint, like their stints was so short, I can't even speak on them. Like, so it's like you you need to have some cachet to get a little bit more time. You already see, we just, we was undefeated. We was one of them undefeated teams, right? We was one of them undefeated teams that Dan just ran off. We just lost our first game to Atletico Madrid. And now yeah. the, the everything's, the walls are burning. That's one thing I don't like about Madrid. We lose one game. It, well, they, they don't even matter. It was an ugly loss here. But now all of a sudden, we got to burn everything down. They question so like everything. Like, that. Like, God damn. Only what? you guys, only you guys and Bayern Munchen are like that. Yeah, you guys it's, are the... <laughs> the drama club teams, man. Yeah, it's bro. Spread, like, it's high pressure. Yeah, I bro. We lose one pressure. game. They ready to fire Carlo. Like, what? <laughs> like, come on. Hey, hey, all we need to do is win Wednesday and we still in first place in La Liga. Like, what the fuck? God question. Damn. Didn't didn't y'all first uh want Sabi before he got the job, that foreign job, when y'all had, uh, when Zidane first left, I thought that they had wanted him then, but then it was like he didn't have enough experience. I think him, I think it was him, either him or um, Raul. I think okay, it was okay. Raul that they was talking about. Because yeah, Raul, cause... he was still coaching the um, the B team. 
Yeah, uh, and Shabby Alonzo was coaching the youth team, so they were both over there. And oh, now, okay, okay. and now, yeah, he coached. What happened was uh, Shabby Alonzo coached the youth team for one year. Then he went back to Real Sociedad. That is, you know, his uh, his true club. Uh, he was there as a academy kid, B team. He went there for three years and coached their B team. And then since then, you know, he's been at Leverkusen. So I know you you guys want him, but hey, man, Real Sociedad might holler at him too. Might tell him to come home, man. Don't forget your bas- your basketball. You're not from Madrid. Hey, bro, look, he can come to Madrid, get the bread, get the glory. And then go visit Real Sociedad and, you know, let oh. talk to him and, and visit hey. the kids at camps and tell visit them the this could be you. You know what I'm saying? But You can wear all you know, white, really, too? Hey, man. Yeah, yeah Real Sociedad they, is white. You know, they wear white, too, you know. Hey, so, man. yeah, just, just yeah, be good, you know. But hey, now nah, we need him because I, I can't. I'm not going through no more Lopetegui or Rafa Benitez, <laughs> little, little six, four, five-month stint, and then we look for a new manager in January. No, we might as well just get Chavi now with the youngins and let them cook. Like, hey, man, yeah. another, yeah, you see another. Hey, Claytis, this brother Jamar does not respect his academy. Rafa Benitez <laughs> is another Real Madrid academy I know he board. is. Oh. Yeah, but, but what do you want me to do, bro? When he coached, what did we produce? <laughs> I can't. I like you. You want me to, all right, cool. You was at the academy, bro. Congratulations. But I'm a Real Madrid oh, first-team fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm a first-team 11 Real Madrid fan. So if you don't pull through then, I can't do nothing for you, homie. Hey, Jamar. He has no time for reserves. Yeah, nah, hey. I don't. He, he's leaving his kids out. <laughs> okay. If you had to guess how many caps or how many appearances Rafa Benitez made for the Real Madrid first team as a player, how much would you guess? Ooh, I, I need one. How many years did he play for us on the first team? Do you know? <laughs> you know, a few, a handful. Okay, a handful of years? Uh, I'll say as a starter. Period. Let's go twenty. Uh, he, 20 he never, he never, he never played. He never, he never played. <laughs> I tried to be nice. He never got oh, it. He, you know, he played you know for my... he played for Real Madrid C and Real Madrid B. He never got to oh, Real he Madrid A. Oh, he never oh. touched the eighteen. Oh man! Oh yeah! Slide the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was trying to coach hard too, but he just didn't know how to get through the Cristiano and shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. Because I, I remember I was talking to Clay when we first got Rafa after um we slid Carlo, and then I was liking his energy, but the players wasn't responding to him at all. Like they just wasn't feeling him, so it was just like we wasn't producing. And then once Zizou came in, I mean the rest is history. So for sure, for sure. Now you know, uh. It's no easy way to transition to this topic, but it's another it's another stressful moment in Manchester. Ephraim, Jaden Sancho went on social media and called cap on what Eric Ten Hag said about him in a press conference. Since then, he hasn't featured. Now y'all won't even let him come and train. He's not allowed to be at the facility. I think y'all even told him don't even wear red no more. So, uh, so, <laughs> and, and of course, we've already talked about the issues with Anthony and, you know, what do you think about uh, Sancho and his situation right now? Do you think this is another example of Ten Hag 
trying to be the strict disciplinarian and it's not going well? Or do you think uh, Ten Hag is justified in how he's treating Jaden Sancho? I think both are true um, because regardless of what you feel about Ronaldo last year, you know, he had to, he had to set a precedent, I think. So, and he's doing the same thing. He's been doing, I, one thing I can say about it, he's been very consistent about setting his precedent. Now you can, we could talk about the rumors that, you know, some players are favored. Sure. They probably are somewhat for the certain abilities and certain things that they do in the game. We talk shit about Anthony. I think that's what everybody though. No, just not, not mean to cut you off, but I just think that's what everybody, everybody has their favorites. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Of course they do. Yeah, Jamar, you're, you're absolutely right. Every coach, whether you're a coach, you're a teacher, you're a parent, I don't care what anybody says, you have a favorite, right? You have favorites. Um, anyway, so so uh, that may be true. At the same time, some of those players that were probably favorites are doing things that Jaden Sancho weren't doing on, on the pitch, i.e. Anthony, right? Like, we, we can all joke about him being a spin, spinner, whatever, the, the fidget spinner, whatever that is. Uh, spinning around all the time, not doing much. One thing he did, though, was he had some defensive rate about him, and Jaden Sancho does not. Um, I think Jaden Sancho's being very uh, petulant in a way. He could be right about what the situation is about him him uh, seeming, to, seeming to be scapegoated. At the same time, though, uh, these rumors about his his work ethic follow him everywhere he goes, like literally everywhere he goes. Manchester City, it was a problem. Pep wasn't having it. Got him out of there. Went to Dortmund. There was rumors of a coach having to go pick him up at home to bring him to, to practice and to bring him to matches and stuff so he could be on time. Ten Hag had to had to reschedule his had to had to schedule his 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 uh his personal schedule an hour earlier to make him uh, show up on time, and he still doesn't show up on time. Um, you know, so things like that. He's up playing FIFA last night. Apparently, I saw a meme not. Not just in the chat, but even in like United Circles, they've been yeah, talking be about losing it. too. He be losing. He, a he lot. lost four to one on the AMC. He should have played pro clubs <laughs> with your hey, boy. Hey, hey, how you do that, right? Like, how you gonna sit there and talk shit about the coach, Anthony? Jaden Sancho's ultimate team is Huff, by the way, too. Hey, man, that brother is working hard. I, you know, he's buying all those packs and losing. Yeah, but how you going? Yeah, you're right, right? How you gonna do that, all that and it, talk shit about the coach? And then justify his. They try to justify about what playing EA Sports FIFA all night until three in the morning, and apparently you still show up late. <laughs> so come on, ain't nothing really changing. Um, so I feel how like, much money does this boy make a week? They say over three hundred thousand pounds. You want to pocket watch him now, Brad? Brad, no, but but he's right though. You can pay three hundred thousand right, a week, and you on FIFA, bro? Thank you, thank you. Come on, Slim. Jamar, no, he's scouting. Me- He's scouting. He's watching yeah, he's film. That's how he scouts other talent. You know, he's like Ty- game Tyreek scout, Hill man. said he plays Madden to scout other cornerbacks, man. Yeah, but I bet Tyreek Hill ain't late to practice, though, either. He nah, he's a practice. junkie. He loves football, yeah. Exactly. And, and But anyway, so I feel like Ten Hag is justified. Yeah, he may have a little strong-arm approach, and I get that. But what he what he's trying to do, and I and I fully agree with it, is trying to weed out a, 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 a long-standing, especially since Alex Ferguson left, a long-standing uh, player, uh, you know, player power, and I'm all for player power to an extent. But but when you have player power where you can't, where the coach has no power, where the coach has no say, or when you can go to the management or the or the uh, owners or the uh, the the GM if it's a if it's a different sport, football man, uh, football um, 
the director of football or something at your club. Uh, and you can go straight to them and say, hey, I don't like how this is going. I should be playing more. Why is the coach not playing me? Or how come I'm, you know, you know, certain this, that, and the others happen and I can't, don't get this. You know, so when you can go straight to to, to upper management and, and, and undermine the coach, I have a problem with that. You know, I'm all about players doing their thing and making the money they need to make 300 something uh, thousand a, a week. Great. You know, I'm, I'm all I'm, I'm going to support that. At the same time, show your ass up to practice on time. Stop playing FIFA till five in the morning. And when you got to have when you got uh, training the next day, you know, and stop making posts thing, about things that, yeah, they may be there may be some truth to it. But, dude, Donnie Vanderbeek has been frozen out for, for a year and he don't do stuff like that. Uh, Harry McGuire, he, he's getting talked about all the time in the press, but he's not doing stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I know he's 23 years old. I know he's still young, but he got some growing up to do, man. And I'm fully back to manager on this one. I dig it. I dig it. And I, I respect it because as an Arsenal fan, I remember when Arteta took over the job and he had to do operation cleanup too. get that stink out of there get the lazy people who don't work hard out of there. You know, Aubameyang was our captain and that brother was late to the North London Derby. What type of nonsense is that? And that's just part of the reason why he got rid of, you know, Lacazette, Nicholas Pepe, that little crew and click. He got Guendouzi out of there, you know, so, hey, that's a part of the cleanup. So I, I respect your perspective and yeah, you got to back the manager. If you believe in him, you have to let him see out his vision because I saw a clip that a Edu Arsenal sporting director, he came out, this was in Brazil and it was in Portuguese, shout out the subtitles so I could understand, but he talked about how Arsenal had to fully bark back Mikel Arteta to let him fully see his vision. Because if you let a coach get a job and you don't give him the tools he needs to fully see out what he wants, then you can't blame him if things don't go his way. So, yeah, I think this is a part of the process. It's unfortunate, but I'm thankful for this because now, Nicholas Pepe, you are not the worst signing in Premier League history. It's definitely Jaden Sancho <laughs> and, and Anthony number two. So God bless America and God bless England. Hey, man, Arsenal, we ain't bad at transfers anymore. Look at United. Oh, my goodness. Hey, real quick, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, and I end this with this. Look, United have their their inept when it comes to their front office and 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 how they handle situations and giving out statements and and handling other other stuff. One thing I will give them credit for uh, is fully backing this manager. So I will say that they are doing that, and that that sends signals, and it may it may create more malcontents and pe more people that are, are don't like what he how he's doing things and this that, and the other. I get it. At the same time, that that's weeding out. That's weeding you out. Then you need to go. Hey, I, I that's why we talked about it like last year and year before. I think with Arsenal, like as much as I, you know, as they were our rivals and stuff, I do admire how they did things when it came to backing their manager all the way and getting him the players he needs and getting rid of the ones that don't need to be there because all it does is create a cancer and uh, malcontent. And anyway, so enough said about that. Jaden Sancho. He can come back great, but yeah, he can go for now. <laughs> for sure. Now, one last question before we get to our last topics of the of the show. If you guys, anyone, do you guys know who is the leading scorer right now in the top five leagues in Europe? Any guess? Uh, 
shit, I don't even know. I mean, I know the scores like like Like, Holland. Holland is second. Holland is second with eight. Oh, that's second eight. Because I know yeah. the leader in La Liga right now got, I think, seven. Because Jude, I think, tied with Lewandowski. The leader second, in La Liga six. has five. Five? Oh, no. Yeah. Hold on. Jude got one, two, three. Five. Four, Jude, five. Jude, Maratta, Lewandowski. Oh, you're, you're sick, though. You're sick of the access question. You're sick of the access question. Are you sorry? Is Garassi or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, you saw the answer, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what he wants. It's Garassi. That's not the way he wants. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who are messed up? Garassi. Yeah. Yes, of, of, you Stuttgart. saw it. Stuttgart. Yeah, man, that's why One of the reasons why Stuttgart is balling. Oh, this is not Because the real How many leader, goes he got? The real he got 10, 10 in five matches. They got CR7. They got CR7 leading it. Well, you know he's not well, in European Europe, you know, football. Yeah, European. Man. I'm sorry. How much does Cristiano have? Salute him, man. He got. Yeah, he nine. been cooking. He has nine. What? Hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, transfer market is geeks. Hey man. All right. <laughs> so hold on. So they've been playing longer. And he's hey. All right. Well, God bless and shout out to Sadio Mane. I, I hey man. I never see you score, man. I saw you jump on Firmino's back. <laughs> and, and did you see? Any, yeah, did you see man. how Firmino was like? I'm not gonna get backlashes for you. Yeah, no. Hey, man. Hey, man. So, uh, shout out to Sadio Mane. He's having fun. He's dapping up people. He's hugging people. He's jumping. I haven't seen him scored, but he is scoring, though. I heard about it. Hey, who is this 27-year-old brother, though, that is leading uh, everybody in scoring? Hey, man. Sir Hugrasi, man. Is there, there's a new revolution in strikers in Africa. Nigeria is leading the way with all these strikers they got. And I guess we can talk about this. I almost forgot about it, but... uh. I mean, I guess we can make it real quick. Uh, Victor Oshiman is getting bullied by Napoli on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, uh, what do you do when your club is making fun of you on social media, man? The same club that said they don't want to sign Africans no more and the same club that didn't let him go to AFCON last year. How do y'all feel about him getting, they called him a coconut and they trolled him for missing the penalty after fighting for the ball? <laughs> you lost me money. So I'm kind of with you, but you lost me money. But I'm going to be honest. I don't like the the TikTok, but I don't like his behavior to get the penalty after the penalty and after getting subbed off. The disrespect that they are showing this new manager, it's it's not it's it's not it's not a good look. But yeah, they they shouldn't have called that boy a coconut. It's so like I told you in the chat. The guy that did that, <laughs> clean your desk. Hey, base out of here. Phone, Whoa. And, and you need to get ready to pay Victor some bread. Oh my. Hey, yeah. It's he's a veteran reset. Hey. Anthony Oshiman is your striker in, in ultimate team right now, man. He's balling for you and your club. How do you feel about what he's how Napoli's treat him though he would never get that treatment at 101 FC. No, it won't. 101 pieces FC. Holla at me if anybody wants that plex on ultimate team. I'm out here handing out L's, uh, running two strikers, Oshiman and Lukaku. Hey, Claytus, hey, you're getting goals over here. But Oshiman, man, hey, Dan, I wanted to I wanted to press the button, man. You know me, man. I like I like uh starting cases on people, man. You know what I'm saying? And Napoli. 
<clears throat> don't worry. <laughs> I got some I got some planes fly, flying y'all way. You know what I'm saying? And it's landing with some lawyers. <laughs> don't, hey, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was confused. Yeah. Did they call him a coconut because he has blonde hair? Or did they call him a coconut <laughs> because they know he loves white women a lot? Hey, wow. they put his head. They put his head on top of. His I don't know what they was doing. That's crazy. I don't know what they was doing with that one, Cletus. You've been very critical of Oshiman's game, and rightfully so. He has a lot to work on. But do you think it's fair for his club to treat him this way? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a little. Well, you say yeah, bullying is good. Hey, yeah, I mean, hold on, hold on. Bullying is a little geek. You know, trolling the man on national platform is geek. But you further bread. You got to accept it. This can only go two ways. You sue them, you get the bread, and you get a nice, calm exit walkout, or you just cash out. It's up to you. <laughs> hey, me and Clay are we still ready. at the casino? Are we talking about Victor Oshiman? Hey, man, what's going on? He's in cash out. By the way. That was a call for 100. Well, we said it low. Hey, I know you I know you spent a lot of money this past weekend, and this summer was very ballerific. This has been a fun summer. But, Clay, this, come on, man. You can't put it all on Oshiman, man. Nah, he furred us. <laughs> all right. Hey. His access has been revoked. Whoa, yeah, he's talking low. He's talking real sinister. I haven't heard this tone in a while. All right, hey, man, I'm going to move on before before Claytus turns into Jay Prince. Um, Anthony, you hey, are one dang of the... Stupid, <laughs> Anthony, you you one of the brothers that got the pre-order of EAFC 24. It comes out fully, if I'm not mistaken, this coming Friday. Um, can you give us an early breakdown on how you built uh, view the game, the gameplay overall, um, and the strategy into Ultimate Team for how you're building your team so far? Well, yeah, man. Uh I'm going to start off with the gameplay. Uh, just keep it real short and sweet. It's probably the best FIFA in the past five years. It's not FIFA no more, EAFC. That shit's tight, y'all. If you like if you like sports simulating games, I suggest you pick it up. It's a has a video game feel, but the new, uh, new gen PS5, at new, I don't know what the Xbox version is, sorry. But um, that that the hyper motion is tight. It feels it feels great. Um, it's not as blocky as last year's, but it still is grounded and you can get off offensively dribbling a passing down the wing, like cutting in. Hey, it's nice. It's a beautiful game. And, uh, tactically with ultimate team, um, again, it's, it allows you to have openness to explore with different, uh, mixing and matching of leagues. Now they added women players into the game. So, Anybody who wants to explore and add, you know, Reese James's sister, Lauren, Lauren James. Um, hey, she's cooked me on a couple. I played, I've seen her speed past me a few times already. So Mimi. it's nice. Hey, real talk. No, it's, it's it's nice seeing just different play styles. And uh I think if you're a, a fan of the game and have played FIFA, you you you'll enjoy it. And pro clubs, I hope all of us on here can try to get a team together and do something, do something fun like that. Hey, man, we got that AKT Dolan Wave team on the way. I also got uh, the game, and I actually was just fucking around on pro clubs and the, um, what is that, the manager shit and the uh, player career. And uh, I agree with Anthony. 
<clears throat> that frostbite system, that shit make it way more open. You can be Neymar. You can be whoever the hell you want to be. And they've taken certain things from uh, football manager where pre-game, pre they show you the tactics of the person that you're going against. And then you can train your team that way. So, fellas, if you were like us, if you got your, if you did the training one time, got it to an A, and then just simulated it on through, it's a no-go this time, okay? You're not going to get the mass sharpness that you like. Um, the Also, too, if you play pro clubs and you was doing like them YouTube dudes would say, make a dude, if you want to play left back, but you made your dude a center back, that's not going to happen no more. You picking your preferred position, and then they the, everybody in the lobby, they make those people play the position that they created to do that. And only time you'll get put at a weird position is if you got three strikers on the team, but two of y'all going to be wingers. Um, but like you said, the gameplay as well, um, the input is actually good this year. It's like you're not doing the moves, and then it registers a little bit later. The UI could – the UI is a little bit blocky. It's a little bit harder to get to certain shit that you want to get to, but um, them continue to advance the game. I think is a plus. And um, yeah, like he said, man, we need that pro club team getting going this year. Uh, we got somebody that work at EA, so we we definitely need to get that pro club team going so he can go to the job and have something to brag about. But hey, man, everybody that's listening and want to get down, hit us up, man. We we can we can you can fuck around and join the team. Hey, I'll say this one thing, because I, I got it, too. I had to... Uh, Ooh, yeah, there you go. Come on, man. Real real gamers out here, man. <laughs> so I'll make, it, I'll make it quick. But, yeah, like, I agree with the... The gameplay is much better than it's been in, for, in a long, long time. I, I know, Anthony, I can tell you, I, like, one thing I complain about a lot is the gameplay. Uh, I think it's been much better this year so far. I played a game, actually, just before we came on, I played, like, a quick like quick match just to check it out again, because this is the first time I played it since the beta, so... Um, because I got the early release as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. First of all, it's the best looking FIFA game, as you would expect. As as time goes on, it should be the best looking FIFA game. It's beautiful. First of all, it's gorgeous. Uh, so I'll talk about the graphics and how they look. The 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 uh, gameplay presentation is beautiful. They got all the new um, you know packages for the for the for the different leagues. So you're not missing out on that. I think. Uh, what you're still missing, obviously, is like some of the licensing for certain teams, like you know Barcelona, Bayern, things like that. So you're not Roma, getting Roma, Roma, Juventus, right? Barcelona. A lot of Italian, exactly. Yep, thank you. You're getting a lot of Italian league uh, teams that aren't in the in the game. Um, hopefully, in the next few years that'll change. But for the most part, you're going to get you're going to get uh, a, a phenomenal experience playing this game. I, I've I've been down on FIFA for the last few years anyway, so I think this is probably the best one I've played in a while. The last thing I would add, too, is I like when you about to get a car and the, the camera angle, they oh, got yeah. it, the perspective as a referee, and he's walking up to you. Yeah. But oh, yeah, too, that, do, that does look smooth. I'm getting too many reds, okay? <laughs> for, for little tackles, I'm getting too many reds. If okay? you got that one on real strict, they, get it. they don't play around, yeah. And I like that they took the animation from La Liga and put it on there when people are fatigued. It'll be a random UI pop up and be like fatigue of the people on your mm -hmm. team. And then they'll show like what they are. So I like that too. Yeah, they do that. That happens on Ultimate Team as well. That's why the game, the game is beautiful. And I had a red card with Rodri the whole time yesterday. It's that's kind of sad. Um <laughs> 
Oh yeah. Is that yeah, art yeah, imitating okay. life? Real talk, man. Nah, it was some it was a female baller getting busy on the wing. And I was like, hey, oh, you Roger, didn't have time for that? I said, Roger, we gotta stop this right now. Hey, we gotta stop this right now. And I was thinking I was expecting a yellow. And then that camera came up and that drink pulled out of red. I said, Oh my goodness, what's going on? But yeah, that reminds man, the game's, me of the the time. game's awesome. Hey, that's that's beautiful, man. I like hearing that. I'll, hey, Marcus, if you don't mind, next week when we get more details of Football Manager, we can break it down because this week is when they're giving out the majority of the intel. Like I saw, they're going to give a breakdown on the tactical build. Um, you get because, the Japanese league, bro. Yeah, the Japanese league, the J League is coming. I saw that they've added intermediaries to transfer. So there's some interesting things. I don't know if I'm going to buy it, though, but... We'll break it down next week. And I also saw they're finally adding a set piece editor. We've been trying to get a new one of that for years. But uh, oh my God, bro. Oh, I've yeah. Been, I've been getting hold on set pieces <laughs> yeah. all season. Okay. The only life that I've had recently, I got a six foot six wonder kid from Saudi Arabia. Hey, and man. this boy stands in front of the goal and just hit. He got 10 goals. Okay. I got a defender with 10 goals. Hey man, you got a Saudi wonder kid that's six six. Hey man, all right. What year are you in? 2027, 28? Hey, I'm in 27. You know how they yeah, go. I know it. Hey man, I say, yeah, they cooked that brother up right after that World Cup. They need another one. Hey, I see you. Hey, that's tight. Hey. Hey, man. We we'll we'll break it. Well, I'll break that down next week because I got a sick wonder kid that I had one time from Jamaica. Hey man, this brother was nice, but hey. I think he was like Jaden Sancho. He ain't really like practicing, but <laughs> hey, man. We at that time of the show, champagne move of the week. I don't know if it's all unanimous, but I think it, it might it might have to be, man. Let's just honor Ed Mares, man. That beautiful one touch he had on the right flank. Uh, I don't know if you guys had another one. Uh, Anthony, is there another champagne move of the month you want to salute? Yeah, man. I have one, and since Jamar is here, this is perfect. I'm bending the knee, y'all. My champagne move of the week is actually Jude Bellingham not stepping on Atletico Madrid. So oh, yeah, hell wow! No. What what a what a hell of a man! Goodness gracious! Yeah, <laughs> Jude, Jude Bellingham for president. Yeah, yeah. You mean awesome. prime minister? Prime minister, man. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, overlord of the earth. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, Jamar. I don't know if you heard, but uh. Anthony has a hate hate relationship with Jude Bellingham since he ignored Man City to go to y'all and ball out of control. He's been watching that guy, and he he doesn't like how perfect he moves, man. He he's acting too flawless for a young man. What are your thoughts, Jamar? Do you think this brother is a studio uh studio plant, man? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, <it's> stupid. <laughs> I mean, I I fuck with you, man. Like he been playing, he been playing well, man. Like I just say, think his intellect of the game at this at this age is. Step on that logo. Doing. It's on the floor for a reason, son. <laughs> it's on the floor for a reason, son. Step on it, <laughs> man. <laughs> man, I would have uh, taken. Yeah. 
Hey, Jamar, <laughs> Anthony, guys, my boots would have taken big chumps out of that logo. Hey, they were going to read my hey. cleats. Hey. Yeah, man, I'm letting them know I'm here. I'm going to step yeah. in the joint for a long time to come. What's up? Yeah, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. do this. And I'm going to do this in front of your fans. Call me a monkey. Come I don't on, care. Man. I'm Jude Bellingham. Hey, yeah, I have man. composure. What are saying? Yeah. yeah. How they going to do that over there? My bad. Uh, they going to call bad. me a coconut? But no, it's just stupid. They 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 might, bro. They might do worse, bro. They be treating Vinny nasty. But nah, man. I mean, shit. I, he can. He, I don't see. Why not step on it? Fuck it. Yeah, like, he, it he, 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 but he he responds well to static. But that's one thing I noticed. Like when yeah, static does. happens to him on the pitch, like he responds well. And then he, if he scores, you don't want him to do the selly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the selly ball. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hands up, uh, man. But. Do you have a champagne move of the week, Jamar? Uh, it could be uh, anything we, interesting you saw on the pitch. A faint, a dribble, a dummy, anything. Uh, it could yeah, even be the way of, it could even be like a substitution a coach made anything. Nah, this is what I do. I pay homage to the old man Tony Cruz, the only goal that we fucking scored. He had the fake left and then scored with the right foot on the left side. I'm like 25 out. I, I wasn't expecting that, even though he is nice at long shots. Yeah. But I thought I thought that's when, you know, I thought that's when the magical comeback was going to start to happen. But no, unfortunately yeah. not. <laughs> hey, I do got a candidate. Um, I was I was given the I was sent the clip on Saturday. Was that Clayton's? Um, our boy was at a DC United game. He showed me a video of I don't know the player, he probably could add to it. But this player, he had the ball in uh in their back half. He juked maybe three players. Um, he wrapped around and then he passed it to this guy named Benteke. And the clip ended with two seconds later, Benteke lost the ball after the brother juked four people. So yeah, that's my candidate of the champagne move of the week. <laughs> uh man, Cletus, what's your champagne move of the week? Ah uh, man, it might probably be that one two that came play with Sane for the goal on Saturday. But again, in Benteke's defense, he scored three goals, but we still lost. Um, but he still still uh, scored a hat trick in the first half. For sure. Now I'm going outside the box. My champagne move is actually Ephraim, because. I follow you from on Instagram and that brother, I like how he's moving this summer, man. You're having a lot of fun. Where were you just in Seattle, Ephraim? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was doing it big. That was beautiful, man. I <laughs> go ahead, my bad. Oh, you good? Yeah, I was in Seattle and Portland and uh like the West Woo! Coast Beach. Come on. Hey man. <laughs> and and the oh, week before and the week before you were kicking it with your cousins came in town. Y'all went to the commanders game. Y'all saw them win. Hey, you've been balling this summer, man. I gotta salute you, E. You you my champagne mover of the of the season, not even just the week, oh. man. Oh man, I well, I appreciate it. I ain't making moves like Clay, but I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but nah, it, it was fun, man. Like I sent y'all that clip with Seattle, man. That, hey, that's Seattle. The Seahawks yeah. that, that stadium, man, that shit is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> hey, that's when hey, that, that video does it no justice. That that shit is loud all the time. Like all literally all the time, but uh, my move I, I was so limited because I was out of town. So my move I only saw highlights and shit of games. And so, but I'm going to keep it keep it simple. Keep it back to United that one 0 win over uh, Burnley. 
that pass from Johnny, oh, 35 year old Johnny Evans. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Hey, that's my champagne goal of the week. I mean, move of the week. I ain't mad at that. He has more assists than Havertz and Mudrick this season. Hey, salute to Johnny Evans, man. You should be in the championship right now. <laughs> hey, real quick, real quick. What is Mudrick doing this season? Uh, you know, oh, raising, raising funds for his country, you know, exploiting us, you know. Hey, can't get mad at that, but I'm just, I just wanted to know what he's doing on the pitch. That's all. Cletus, you feeling him this year so far? No reason Gala coming soon for a Ukrainian government. <laughs> champagne goal of the week. I think, Jamar, you already said yours. I mean, you can double dip your champagne move. The cruise goal can also be your champagne goal of the week if you want, or do you have another one? Nah, I'm going to stick with Tony. I dig it. I dig it. I'll say my champagne goal of the week. Hmm. I might I might have to go with uh that first uh that uh sorry, I think I'm gonna go with what Anthony said earlier about what Matthias Nunes did to create that second goal for Holland. Having the wherewithal to play that one-two dummy the ball play a hey, man i was like all right i see why i was like i see why pep captain said he was one of the best players in the world last year and then he said nah he ain't he, that nigga nice but, nah he's a fool I, that was beautiful <laughs> but uh anthony what's your champagne goal of the week is it that also yeah it's that one as well yeah yeah we're gonna keep it keep it sweet man yeah but and by the way, your boy Pepe, man, he's having, I told you, man, he's having a lot of fun at press conference. He's must-see TV for me every week, man. Yeah, he's happy, man. He, he's, he, uh, you know, he may honestly feel like the league is already in the bag, but, hey, Marcus. <laughs> it is, it is. Hey, Marcus, the streets are stalking, man. They saying City Pool is back, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's going. It's just us two at the top, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> It is, it is. At the top, it's just us, man. Yeah, so Pep, he likes he likes this kind of heat, for real. You know what I'm saying? He knows it's about to be a interesting, fun season. And, yeah, you know the manager over at Tottenham, he, he's the media sweetheart right now. So he's over there saying he's about to put on his his cleats. Uh, it's spooking Calvin Phillips before they care about Cup. And then now I had to see, like, a couple hours ago, breaking news, Calvin Phillips is going to start for the care about Cup. And it's like, duh. Like, hey, man. Pep had everybody thinking he, yeah. he was about to really play. Nah, Pep is in a double pivot with Calvin. He's in a double pivot with him. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> hey, man. That's crazy. So. Yeah, that's... yeah, man. Uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to keep it with the same game, that uh, that fast from Johnny Evans and that, that volley from uh... – Bruno Fernandez was sweet. So hey, that's a game winner. So I, 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 I salute that. Yes, sir. Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Hey man, you sure already knew what it was. That boy Macca out there <laughs> put the put the little bit of what my boy PK humble, the jinky man jink Woo. on that pass to that boy Nunez. And we got a toe tapper. And from Darwin this week, he don't make the hard. He only make the hard ones. He don't make that easy shit, man. <laughs> Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Man, I'm not just gonna list one. I'm gonna just give it both to uh, Matthias Tell. 
the boys on fire. You know, yeah. Whoa, his recent goals. I like that. That boy, that boy's in form right now. So I'm gonna give him the double up. I dig that. I respect that. Um, I'm in the club this week with um. I'm with the club. I'm a hater, so you know I. Well, I wouldn't call myself a hater. I like to call myself critical about nonsense. Okay, and I'm in the club with. I'm in this week. I'm inviting Claytis, Jamar. All the brothers that hate Barcelona, because I'm tired, guys. I've seen a little quote about Tiago saying, oh, modern football is so boring. What happened to the number 10? I'm tired of seeing these clips. And that quote is from 2021, by the way. So it's not new, but I'm tired of seeing these quotes, especially from people like Tiago and Fabregas, says Fabregas. You guys killed football. Shut the hell up. You're from Barcelona. You guys killed football with that midget Mac, little beep, 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 passing football. And now you're trying to, what happened to the game? I love, bitch, you niggas never played it. What number 10 was at Barcelona? You played 4-3-3. You never played no 4-2-3-1. I'm tired of these Barcelona boys acting like they didn't kill the sport. You killed it. Anyways, that's who I'm in the club with, man. We popping bottles, and we need to destroy Barcelona. I'm tired of these suckers. We need to team up and beat these guys, man. Jamar, who you in the club with, man? Ticking me off. Who killed the game? You did, dummy. I mean, I can always be in the club for Barca slander. Um, I forgot Anthony. You you, you popped Anthony. (laughs) Anthony's coming through with eight bottles because he's one of the kingpins. (laughs) Yeah. um... Ephraim, come on in. They they stole two Champions Leagues from you, 2009 and 11. I didn't forget. They stole one from me, 2006. We need to sue these boys. <laughs> Dang, you just named all their Champions Leagues. And how many they got? <laughs> yeah, like four, illegal. right? Yeah, it's illegal. 20, <laughs> 2015, they can have that. In 1992 against Sam oh, yeah. they can have that. But those other three, give it to us. No, well... <laughs> Actually, yeah, give it to us now. Nah, I was like United. <laughs> I was like United will have four, but I was like, hey man, I just want one, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, who you in the club with this week, Jamar? My bad. Mm, I can be in the club with anybody. Anybody. You can even bring Derrick Henry if you want. <laughs> uh shit. Uh. I'm going to be in the club now. Nah, I'm going to keep it on soccer. I'm going to be in the club. Actually, can I bring it for two different reasons? I'm going to bring Vinny in the club because he's about to get back on the vet pitch sooner than later. And then I'm going to bring in the club, uh, the younger, and I'm going to sneak him in the back, uh, Grueler, because he needs to enjoy some shit because mm. he ain't even touched the pitch yet. So, you know what I'm saying? He needs to relax his mind. Maybe yeah. see some honeys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Vinny is more of a celebration to get back on the pitch and Gruel is to take his mind off of not playing here younger, so he got nothing but time. I dig that. I like that. Claytis, who you in the club with, man? Yeah, I'm I'm going out Clarendon with all the white boys from Newcastle. We're going to Clarendon. Them boys went eight up, so we're going, hey, we're going outside of Clarendon. Hopefully, I, I could, I could, you know, come up with with them along me, you know, because the white things over there on that side. They, 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 they oh, don't let me call Doctor Umar on you, hey Marcus, your boy. By the way, Anthony Gordon, he's looking good, right? Bro, I gotta send you a video. 
they show how all all those goals he was he was the inspiration. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he looking good, man. Got <laughs> me confused. Hey man, he's hey he's earning that number ten shirt. Hey man, but uh, who are you in the club with, Marcus? Nah, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Ronald Acuna in the club. Uh, I'm gonna bring Jurgen in the club. I'm gonna bring Sabasa in the club. I'm gonna bring Mo. In, well, I can't bring Mo in the club. He don't drink. So uh, right, he can still. Oh come on, man! You know he'll still have come to the club and have fun. I used to be sober in the club. Shout out to those days, man. And the last uh people, I'm gonna go ahead. So I'm gonna go ahead and make the excuse if we lose tomorrow to less than the uh league cup. I'm bringing Gerald Kwanzaa. I'm I'm sneaking in Ben Doak. I'm sneaking in Callaher. I'm sneaking in all the young boys, getting them drunk. So tomorrow when they play like shit, y'all don't text me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Ephraim, did I ask you who you in the club with? Nah, I, I, I about to say. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna pass on this one because uh, I haven't been watching a lot of soccer in the last. Hey couple man, years. Hey, hey, I said, hey, you could go to the club. Put him out the club. Yeah, he out. Whoa. Hey, there you go. That, that's Whoa, that's you switch out it the club. Up. Oh, hey, he fucking shit up in the club. We got to. He knocking tables over. Yeah, he, he drinking other people's drinks. Man, he uh, doing all types of shit. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got to go. Shout out to the time we got kicked out the club. Because Trey was too turned the night he was graduating from NSC. Remember that, Jamar? Hey, man, that security guard pushed me down like I was a baby. I was like, oh. Yeah, was, that gym was well. I was talking to a young lady feeling fresh. Next thing you know, I'm on the floor because Clay, because that's not Clay, because Trey is moving hot. But uh, shout out to that. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of nice. We didn't got kicked out of places. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, black, by four got us beaten on somebody in VIP. My wrist is still geek from that gym, bro. That was that palace, right? I remember a hot yeah. nigga came on and, and a brother was going down the stairs fast. But hey, man, <laughs> shout out to everybody, man. Uh, this has been a great episode. Champagne soccer, we back. Hope y'all had fun listening. We had fun making it. We'll holla at y'all next week. And Marcus, what we got to do before we get low, man. Hey, man. Till next time, man. Keep them pinkies up. We out.